Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my line mate Matt with me. Today, we're going to go over some Blackhawks news. Connor Bedard is back. It's a big deal. It's some NHL news. So, Matt, the Blackhawks dropped their first game with uh, Bedard back against the Penguins. You knew that he was coming back against the Penguins to play against Sidney Crosby. Uh, he's going to play against Crosby every chance he gets. And we won one today against the lowly Ottawa Senators. So, the Penguins game, um, you had some analysis that you wanted to give on a play. Uh, we can get into that in a second. But overall, how do you think uh, Connor Bedard's play was coming back uh, after eight weeks of injury? Well, he looked like he's been well-rested. You know, he, he looked good out there um, offensively. Uh, the first shift obviously didn't go as well as he thought. He didn't win the faceoff. Uh, kind of a fluke play. But Sid was his man, and Sid had the uh, nice redirect. And I think it was like a 15-second marker, I believe so. The Hawks yeah. were trailing. But, uh, you know, the 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 next play, um, oh, the next goal against, which was his uh, second minus of the game, minus whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, he, he kind of made the old... Patrick Kane play where you skate in the zone, kind of put the brakes on and look for your defenseman reinforcements coming in. And he kind of forced a play with two penguins in the slot. And um, instead of making the easy play, which Nick Felino I thought did a great job. He drew uh, the defenseman away from Bedard and he actually gave himself more space to make another play. I, I think if he went down low, hit uh, Felino. Felino could have kind of set him up with a nice give and go because that slot was wide open. Uh, it, but it didn't go that way, and it went back. Uh, I, th- I think it was like a two-on-one foreman, but I credit Bedard skating hard. He, he back-checked hard back to kind of cover the pass, but his back was turned the wrong direction, and uh, they they got their second goal of the game, and it was his second. It was He was a minus two there, so... Yes, he. I think he had a pretty rough period, but you know he came back and you know he played a lot better the rest of the game. He ended up getting a nice assist to uh, Kershev, who's been huge surprise for. I mean, me and you've kind of been a not not a tough critic on him, but we you know we thought we'd get a little bit more. But I don't I don't know about you, man. But when Bedard went down, I think Kershev was one of those guys that really stepped up. I agree. Um, you know, I want to get into two guys since you, you, you brought that up. You know, Kershev, when he first came onto the scene, it was like, whoa, this guy's got some skill. You know, he showed flashes of it. And then, you know, we're a season or two win and, you know, he's he's losing his skates and, you know, he's he makes a play here and a play there, but then he'll disapp- disappear for five games. And now it seems like this season, you know, after he went to arbitration with the Hawks, he is... Um, Maybe it could be because of Bedard, but I would say he's been one of him and Felino have been Bedard's best um, line mates so far, and I think that he has definitely found a home playing there with him because he, he seems to be able to play at you know at Bedard's frequency, whether setting him up with the puck or being in a position to receive that puck like in that Penguins game and uh, and bury a goal. So, number one, I want to talk about Kershev and how he, he has kind of stepped up into that role. And number two, on um, I want to mention how Lucas Reichel is taking a, a huge amount of hate from the 
I don't want to say the fan base, but you know, a, a lot of people are expecting this kid to come up and be Bedard, and he's not. You know, and, and I think that's an issue where he needs time to develop, and and Bedard needs to be- develop too because he's not perfect. Yeah, he he's consistently on the score sheet and that is what you want but there are you know more things that that we do want from him uh, more more i would say more reliability in the defensive end um is is one of them or even in the off, uh, offensive end you know and 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 playing good defense there as well but i think that reichel is is getting a lot of hate and i think that he needs to be at, at the bare minimum on that second line getting top minutes so that he can develop this is you know we're not we're not trying to make the playoffs as a matter of fact we're we're trying to get Macklin Celebrini and 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 they're, they're losing games but putting him in a position you know there's nothing to lose doing that and I'm getting this I've said it before I'm getting this you know Nick Letty uh coach Q thing going on with Luke Richardson and 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 Reichel and I don't like it yeah, I'm 100% with you. I honestly would like to see him play with Bedard, but I don't think you can at this point just because Kershev and Felino have been so good with them. I mean, you yeah. got to have – you need production. I mean, you got Dickinson. I think Dickinson needs kind of a wingman. You know what I mean? I think a yeah. guy like Reichel could help. And, you know, going back to your point, like a lot of fans are just all over him and – you know what, dude? A lot of Hawks beat writers are all over him, too. And I feel they like are. they just kind of sheep in line and just follow the leader. Like, Yeah, they and are. And that's not fair. And when you ask them, like, okay, well, I, I forgot who I got into with, but it's like, okay, how many games consistently did he play with the same line mates? I, I would say maybe two. Switch it up. to yeah. You can't do that with a young player, especially when we're not playing for anything. You have to give right. him a solid line mate for 10 to 15 games. Who cares at this point? Put him with the same line mate. If he doesn't produce, okay. Then maybe you're right. They have to send him to Rockford for a little bit or try to find somewhere for him to play. But you can't... He can't play... Two games, nothing happens, and change him to a, a, a lower, like a demotion line, like third or fourth line. Right. It's, it's never going to get better. You never healthy scratch a player either, especially a young one. I mean, come on, these guys are going to make mistakes, and you, honestly, you want them to make mistakes to learn. So yeah, they're supposed I, to. I, mean, I I always go back to the same analogy or the same whatever I say with Keith and Siebes. Those guys played together in two thousand six. Uh. And pretty much the whole season, I think they were a pair. Those guys made so many mistakes. But, dude, they grew together, and they became one of the best defensive pairs in Hawks history. And I credit Trent Yanni was the coach at the time. Savard was the coach. He kept them together. They just kept going. They, they stuck with it. And look what happened, you know? You, you, it was the same thing. They were playing for nothing. We weren't playing for anything. We were playing for Kane, uh, a high draft pick like Kane, Taves. We were getting all these guys. We were getting, you know, we had our young core coming up, just kind of like buying time, kind of like what the Hawks are doing now. They're filling in, like, what guys like Felino and our, you know, two years mentoring guys and showing them the right way. And I, I, that's been a great signing, great trade and signing for Davidson I love that move but I just think that they're the management team and maybe Richardson they're really botching this with Reichel because this is his first year in the NHL 
and this is Bedard's first year in the NHL. A lot of lot of guys. This is their first year, and you're talking like, oh, he doesn't have 20 goals yet. Like, and you're mad. Like, what? What? <laughs> that's not the point of a rebuild. I feel like they're they're giving other guys passes that you know. Oh yeah, well he's young. He's young. What about Reichel? He was just caught like call up last yeah. call up and down last year. Like, at times he right. was the best hawk when he was called up. He was better than Patrick he Kane. Was. So yeah. I, I just think they're really botching this and I mean I, I don't want to see Reichel getting healthy scratch. He's, you don't learn anything. This you gotta right. play him and Especially after he gets an assist the game I before. Mean, put him on the power play with Bedard. Just get him uh, I, I, it's it's really hard because this this line is playing so good. You you kind of want to see him with Bedard, but you, you at this point you can't because like I said, Felino and uh, Kurashev are just it's just working. You don't mess with something that's working. Yeah, working, you, you right. can't do that. But yeah, put him up with Dickinson. You know, it, it, put him on the center with Dickinson and another line mate because they they switch they switch a lot. So I just wish that they would be more patient with this kid because like I, I go back to the Hawks are very patient with Connor Murphy. And has Connor Murphy oh done gosh. anything? Kershaw, look at Kershaw. Very patient with him. Kershaw, Kershaw is in a top draft pick. Yeah, you know he wasn't treated like Reichel is. No, uh, Connor Murphy's development has been very slow too. Um, if you call it developing, I just don't think he he's done much. Uh, you, you know, you got guys that get a lot of passes for some reason and. Kurt, they're really, really hard on Reichel. Like, and and the media it makes it worse too. Like, oh yeah, he was a healthy scratch. He was he only played four minutes this game. Oh yeah, he's on the fourth line on a team that's in last place, and he's not a fourth line player. He's not a McKenzie yeah, and whistle made... type of player. <laughs> so that's the thing that I don't yeah. like, and I think that they really need to rethink what they're doing. I mean, I I'm I'm just here talking to you. I'm not like a hockey minded expert, <laughs> but. I'm I'm not stupid. If you if you keep switching a guy, you know, with different line mates all the time, it's just it's not going to work. Well, a lot of times, you know, you know us um, us what are what are they called the the couch GMs um, get it right a lot better than some of these beat writers because a lot of these beat writers are drinking the Kool Aid from the organization, and uh, or you know maybe they just need something different to write about, but. You know, Reichel, on one hand, last year, he was shooting a lot more. And this year, they're asking him to shoot more, and he's not. Is that like a confidence thing? You know, here's something else to think about. Reichel, he's a um, he's not a trigger man. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're looking for offense, but he's not a trigger man. He's somebody that sets that sets people up, you know? Yeah, so. he's a creative player, but you got to put creative-minded guys with him. You're, you can't put a fourth-line can banger like, out there with him. He's got one thing on his mind. What kind of a... What kind of a shooter can we put out there with them? Because you know Taylor Radish isn't isn't cutting it this year. Look at Jason Dickinson. He's got what seventeen, yeah. sixteen goals. But I think yeah. he's behind Bedard, and he just got a two year extension. So this is a guy you can be like, okay, he's going to be here for a while. Let's see how you fit with this guy. But give him a shot. I mean, at this point, you want him to be that guy. He's not going to be the guy if he's a healthy scratch. Or sent to Rockford. You're you're not teaching him anything. So hey, if I'm if I'm Richardson or Davidson, I'm gonna have a little meeting. I'm gonna say, hey, all right, well, you're not where you where we want you to be, and obviously you're not happy with your play either. But here, you are gonna center Jason Dickinson for the next 15 games. 
we need you to put up at least 10 points and we want you to score at least five goals, whatever. Give him a goal. And I bet you if he develops a chemistry with a kid, that good things might happen, but you're not. You're never going to see any production if he's a healthy scratcher on the fourth line. And honestly, if you're on yeah. the fourth line, you're for him. He's better off being scratched because that's not his type of game. He's not an right. energy guy. He's not a guy you you send out there to go bang some bodies around or you know just you know put some pucks on net, cause a little havoc. He's not that guy. He's what is he? Twenty yeah. years old. He's a skilled. He's guy. not McKenzie Enwistle. He's not McKenzie Enwistle <laughs> or, or half the team that's been called up. Like they're they're yeah. nothing against the guys they're they're just they're no, grinders I like they're bangers you need them you need those guys but right now we're looking for guys to build our top six and we know Bedard and Kershev are probably going to be those guys in the future as of now and then you got you know Frank Nazar you got Oliver Moore and then you, our back end I I heard Nolan Allen nothing but great things down there with him. Uh, Ethan Del Mastro, another. Yeah. I'm excited about those guys. Those are defensemen, though. The Hawks' decor is pretty solid. Then we got Colton Dock, which there are rumors that he might get a shot this year, which would be pretty interesting. I would really? like to see that. Yeah, I heard he's been doing well. I would too, man. At, at this point, why not do what you did with Reichel last year? Give him a, a three-game trial if you, if you like him. Hey, keep him up. If you don't, hey, he's, he's a couple steps behind. So let's send him back. There you go. But uh, he's a big body. I, I would like to see it. We we got guys, and I, even the goaltender, uh, Jason Stuber, or whatever his name is, he got a shutout last night, and he scored a goal. He scored an open net goal. He's like the first goalie to ever get a shutout and score in the same game. It's freaking incredible. But I'd like to see wow. at this point, too, Soderblom can't play the Maple Leafs 82 games because that's the only team he can beat. I think he's got two wins. <laughs> but but Mrazek has been solid. <laughs> He, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I honestly thought that teams would be calling about him and overpaying him at the deadline. But hey, I'm happy he's on our team. We did. I'm, I'm happy he's on the team because the guy's yeah, a gamer, like and in my opinion, he's been the best Blackhawk all season. That's not kind of you know when he played for when he played for the um, for the Detroit Red Wings. I thought that he was really good. He was very good on the Hurricanes too. That's the year that they yeah. had. Him and uh, I think it was McKinley, Curtis McElhinney, maybe his name is. Those guys were ripping it up. And then Carolina likes to sign guys that get hurt a lot. <laughs> Two of them from Sweden. They do. And they're both hurt they love now. It. And I, I, maybe I'll just jump to a quick NHL topic. I don't know if you heard, but Jacob Markstrom, uh, who I thought the Hurricane should have went after, they didn't. It was Jersey, and that trade fell through because there was no salary retaining, <laughs> so I was surprised to hear that. But wow. God, if I am uh, if I am the GM of uh, Carolina, dude, I'm on the phone every day with a goalie, a guy, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Gibson, anybody, Elvis. We we need a goalie because a lot yeah. of people think they're still Stanley Cup contenders, but you know, I I I can't I can't say they are with <laughs> with the goaltending. I can't take them serious. Yeah. I'm sorry. Getting a little off track. I'm getting on the goalie talk, but yeah, yeah. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely not happy with Reichel's uh, how, how they're handling Reichel. Yeah, I'm not either. You know, we have another team that they played, the Ottawa Senators. We won three to two. Bedard had a uh, had a really nice goal. You know, what, Matt. The Ottawa's another team, kind of like the Blackhawks, where they had a lot of young guys coming in, and they they let these young guys play, in like team like Tim Stutzla. Yeah, the diver. Yep, yep. 
he, he he's a pretty good player, but they let him develop. Brady, they let him develop, you know, and it seems like the obviously the Hawks aren't doing that with Reichel. They're not just letting him play. They let these kids play and, and, and come into their own. Uh, you know, maybe the Hawks have something to learn from that, but then again, you know, they just beat they just beat the you team, know, yeah. Ottawa, and I I couldn't believe it. And to be honest with you, Brady Kachuk was kind of yeah, um, one nice hit. That's it. But other than that, a non-factor. I didn't notice, yeah. I didn't notice yeah. him at all. He had one nice hit at the end of the period. Uh, he laid the dude out. It was a Kachuk-like hit for sure. Uh, but yeah, not, nothing offensively at all. He didn't really hear his name with the puck even. <laughs> so. Do you think that that Brady Kachuk is a little overrated? No, I don't think he's overrated. I think he's on the wrong team, though. I I, I don't okay. think he's going to last there. Quite honestly, I think he's going to get really sick and tired of the the losing ways there and the expectations of. They think they're a playoff team every year, and they're clearly not even close. No way. I think he's going to go play with his brother. I think I think really? that would be awesome. I'm as a fan, I want to see that. <laughs> Do you think? Wow, I never, uh, I didn't. I, didn't think I of that. would love. And then again, they are the type to just sit I out. I am you know? a Blackhawks fan. I love the Hawks, but I think I'm as I'm older, I'm more of a hockey fan than a more than a Hawks fan now. But sure, I would love to see Brady and Matthew Kachuk on the same line. I just think it would be unbelievable, and the Florida Panthers <laughs> would be like they're studs now. I, I think Florida is like my pick for the East. And I and I love Tampa. I I still have a little thing for Tampa. I think they can make some noise, but Florida this year they're so good. And if they got a guy like Brady too, oh my god, dude, that'd be like the dream team. And there's like a petition going. On. I don't know if you heard Matthew Kachuk, or actually it was Biz. He called him a bunch of hyenas, and now people want him <laughs> to change the name to the Florida Hyenas. I think that would be cool as hell. Because they play like it, do they just hound you? They were hitting. They got some. I just love what they're doing down there. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, obviously they scraped their way to the Stanley Cup Finals last year, and probably Best ran out of juice. Best performance I've ever seen, okay. Matthew Kachuk uh, in the final, dude. He guy played with a, I something was a bit, serious injury. He played through it, and right. the dude scored like every game. Uh, that's just amazing to me, and I think they're. They they figured it out. They got a, a good backup guy. He's on his. I think he's almost forty goals. Sam Reinhart. He's right behind Matthews, which is super impressive. He's a free agent, dude. I, I wonder what he's gonna get because this is like his first free agency kind of like big deal. He's gonna get. I don't know if, what Florida's gonna do. I'm sure they. they you don't think it's a you fluke? Got to pay him? Oh no, dude. He's playing great. I think he is a, just a natural shooter. He's in a good environment, better than Buffalo. He's. Uh, if I'm him, I'm staying in Florida. But I think if he wanted to test the market, he'd probably get $10 million a year if he wanted. I really? Think so, dude, you hit 40, that's a big deal. Huge deal. I think he's going to get nine, yeah, it is. eight, it is. nine, maybe, with Florida. But if he tested somewhere else, uh, he's, he's going to get a lot. But, his, I mean, Florida gave him a shot. And look, he's got a career high here. Uh, I think it's a no-brainer, and they're they're going to be contenders for a long time. Matthew Kachuk in the lineup, the, he's a game breaker, dude. They got good depth on D. 
uh, Connor Verhage is a good player, underrated guy. They took from Tampa a couple years ago. This guy's quietly a thirty goal. He guy. stays under the radar, man, and he puts, up, he puts it's, up it's points. It's amazing. You got Barkov. Yeah. And he flies. Yeah. He's like Kyle Connor. He, you know, they both fly under the radar and put up well, points. We forgot about Barkov, the freaking captain. He's got like he's one of the most underrated players in the league. And then you got Kachuk. Yeah, I mean, he is. It, can you imagine if they kept? He's just boring to watch. That's all that it is. But <laughs> Huberto, that guy, that guy's just. God, he's oh, got to be. He's got to be like at his condo in Calgary. Just it's his. He's probably got a playing Russian He's probably roulette. got a hundred <laughs> holes in the wall from just him punching it. Like, God yeah. damn it! Why would I get traded? But oh man, it's it's just got to suck for him. But that that's my pick right yeah. now for the East, dude. I think Florida, they're 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 gonna come out on top in the East. You don't think Toronto's got it? Nope. Toronto's gonna get knocked out in the first if they even make the playoffs. Wow. Okay. Again, you, you, you need someone to stop if the puck. That happens. You, you need someone to stop the puck. They don't have a guy to stop the puck. If that happens, dude, what happens in Toronto? Because they're talking, you know, Mitch Marner's contract is going to be coming up, and and they're, they're looking to pay this dude big money. Like I said, you you kind of shot yourself in the foot with the Tavares deal, but uh, I know it's his his last year is next year, so you got to live with that yep. thirteen mil hit. But I don't know what you do, dude. I think you you really can't do much because you're you're cap tied. Uh, you got the best natural goal scorer since Ovechkin and Matthews. He's going to score forty minimum a year. I think he's actually there now. He might be one, might be thirty. I think he scored a couple goals tonight, so I'm not sure. Let me but, check. Uh, obviously, you have to keep him. He's going to be the greatest American goal scorer of all time. I think he's going to probably past Kaner in points, too. That's just how good he is, just scoring goals. I think he'll score goals, but I don't think he'll pass him in points. I don't know, man. He's still pretty young, and uh, if you keep Mitch Martin with yeah, him, he it's, is. but in the end, if you don't have cups, like, hey, you know, I, I, I Kaner's gonna be, I don't give a shit. I got three Stanley Cups. So, yeah. same with Madonna. Madonna got his cup in 99, and he had the title for a little while. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna give two shits if Matthews passes him with zero cups, because that's all you care about in the end. But it is, man. It going is. Back, Here's another impressive, impressive stat for Austin Matthews. Um, on the season, he's a plus twenty in his career. He's a plus one twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, you're on the ice and you score a lot. That good shit happens. Yeah, it, it well, helps. If you look at if you look at our our friend Eric Carlson, that's not the case, dude. Well, no, I think he's still a plus player though, isn't he? Dude, Austin Matthews is at forty eight goals. Yeah, man. so he's right there. And that's two goals tonight he scored, I believe. I think he pots them in tonight for sure. So he's going to be at 50. And you know what, man? The way he's playing, is 70 possible? Yeah, they're saying he might hit 70 it, this year. It, it could happen. I would love to see it. I, I'd cheer for him. I mean, I'm not a, a Leafs fan by any means, but I, an American kid dominating the sport is awesome for me. I, I love it. I love when Americans dominate and it's it's going to suck, though, if you score 70 and you don't make the playoffs. That, that would just be brutal. But uh, Toronto needs someone to stop the puck. That's the bottom line in the playoffs. It's not open. Like It's it's a tight game. It's old-school hockey, which I love. Playoff hockey brings the, um, the, the, the good... The way you should play hockey, physical, scrums after the whistle, just nastiness. I love it. I don't think the Leafs can play that game. 
and if they're a wild card team, they're going to run into somebody could like probably Boston or. But look what happened to Boston last. Anything could happen. But I would not want to play the Panthers at all. I would be terrified if they were like the last wild card seed. <laughs> Again? No, no, they're going to finish first. I'm talking about Toronto. If Toronto oh, okay. finished the last wild card, because obviously they lost their best defenseman for five games with suspension. Yeah, that hurts. But if you know you barely squeak in and you got to play the Panthers, I would not want to play them in the playoffs. Especially they're hungry. They they want to win it because they were close last year and they did a little retooling. And I I think they're scary. Do you think that we I mean, we we were talking about a little bit ago? Like where is Carolina at in this? Do you think that they're an ascending team where they're a favorite to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Or do you think that they've kind of peaked out a bit and are kind of on their way down? I think they're like, what do you call it? The mushy middle. Like they're, they mm. are good. It's a bad they're going to make be. it, but they're not going to go far. And you know what? I want to cheer for these guys because I, I, I really like their fans. I think their fans are really passionate about their team and they, I mean, they show up. They fill that building up. Maybe there's not a lot of fans, but they they fill it up every night, and they're hungry for it. But I, I think they're getting ripped off. I, I think that they're they they need to address the problem. It's been like this the last three years. The goalies have really hurt them in the playoffs, and like we just said, the playoffs are tight games. Sometimes you need to lean on your goalie to steal you some wins. And the perfect example of a guy stealing wins was Marty Brodeur. Uh, the Devils couldn't score a lot of goals, but the dude prevented a lot of goals from going in. Some two to one games. you needed to score two to win, and two two uh, two to one snooze fest OT wins. Yeah, it's boring, but you want to, it's all about winning at the end, and that's playoffs. And that's true. I just don't think Freddie Anderson, I think Freddie Anderson's last good year was 2015 against the Hawks. He had him. He had him. That's almost a decade ago. He had him in the the Ducks. They choked game seven. They choked me and Jonathan Taves showed up. I wouldn't say they choked. choked. I would say Jonathan Taves willed that win to uh, to happen. They were up 3-2 on us. They, they were choked, and Taves, Mr. Clutch, just shows You know up. what, man? That's interesting, because I thought that Anaheim was a really good team, but I thought that the Blackhawks were better. I think I thought that the Blackhawks were a better Dude, team. Dude, that Ducks team was solid. Hey, the, their they backup were. goalie was Gibson. That's how good they were. And, and yeah. you had Kessler playing the mind games with Taves and really getting to him at times, and then... Game seven, Taves oh, yeah. was like, man, fuck this guy. And he had he the, went into the turbo mode. period of his life. I think he got a hat trick in the first period or something. And it was just awesome. And, uh, and like four takeaways. Still my favorite playoff <laughs> series of all time as of to date. You know, it was such a good battle. And that just brought me back. All-time hockey. That's what that series was. And, you know, that's that was the final that year, dude. It, it, was, it wasn't talks versus Tampa. It, that was the Stanley Cup right there for me. And, you know, Tampa mm. was good, but come on. <laughs> yeah, come they on. were. They were no, nowhere near the Ducks. They were young. And, and it was cool. We got to see, like, the emergence of Hedman. You know, that dude was a beast. And yeah. They just weren't. They were, they were good, but they just, you know, you have to learn from the best sometimes. And then they did. You know, they, they won two in a row and a couple years later, and they were ready to roll. 
But, uh, yeah, man, I, that was such a good series, uh, the Ducks and Hawks. And, man, I, I wish I had, like, footage of that. I would just <laughs> – I should probably look on Apple and just buy the whole series because it was awesome. What if we can? I think can you we? could. I actually – I remember uh, 2011 I bought the uh, Game 6 uh, 2010 win the when we beat Philly for our first cup in, like, what was it, 48, 49 years. But – they, that that whole series was great, and going back to Carolina, they 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 need a goalie that could stand on, stay healthy first. They need a guy who could, you know, not get hurt. Ranta's. I don't even know why Ranta. I, I'm surprised he's still playing. Even Anderson, he's got blood clotting issues. I'm I'm surprised the dude yeah. wants to come back. That's serious, dude. And, yeah, it is. I mean, that's scary. So I mean. It, I keep hearing all these rumors. New Jersey's on the hunt for a goalie. They want UC Saros. And two, that's a, he's a good goalie. <laughs> and you put he some is. offense in front of him, he's probably got to be the happiest dude in the world because he's been stuck in What should they Nashville. give up, though? Exactly. You're, you're going to give up a first-round pick for sure. And probably a goalie. Probably a, and a, maybe a prospect because, you know, Na- Nashville's kind of that team, too, like in the middle. Sometimes they they make the playoffs. Sometimes they just miss out. It's like... Shoot, man, I think I'd rather be in a rebuild like the Hawks than being in the mushy middle because you're not going to get a high pick. You know, you're not going to sell off and get assets because if you're going for it, you know, you're not going to sell the farm or move a current guy. I think it's a good debate to have because, you know, you think you'd have, I'll take three bad seasons in a row and then, you know, get some solid picks and some solid prospects and stuff. Then sitting in the middle barely making the playoffs or making the first round and getting bounced for those three years. So, I mean, I, Mick Kern yeah. was talking about this on NHL radio with these teams that are always in the middle. And he's like, man, they got to get new ideas because uh, I think he used Nashville, actually. Like, they were talking about Barry Trotz. It's like, okay, you, you, you made the, you made the playoffs, but um, you just got swept again. You know, you, you didn't barely even showed up. Sometimes you need to tear it down and be, bet like the Hawks are going to do and just to get those you know those promising players and then you're back at the top quick so and Pittsburgh's going to go through it too man they're they're right behind us once Sid's gone I mean what is that team going to be you know they're going to have to completely tear it down and, and build it back dude, up it takes time you get different ideas and you get busts and stuff like you're Adam Bodequists <laughs> you know it's like this guy's going to be the name yeah. he doesn't even end up you know doing anything so it it's a gamble, and I think if you're if you're the Hurricanes, you, you gotta you gotta go for it because these guys are getting older and older, and I'm sure their fans are getting sick of getting bounced in the second round, especially by the same yeah. teams. It's really interesting that you mentioned that because what do the Penguins do? Are they going to have to suck for like you know three years before they can get that number one pick? I mean, if I they're on the bubble right now. I would move guys. I know that Jake Gensel's a good player, and he's he's been he's hurt though now. So now you really can't move him. But you got to start right. thinking about the future. And I know they hired uh, Kyle Dubas, the the ex uh, Maple Leaf GM, and he did make some good picks. That guy, but he also threw a little too much money around too. I believe so. They believe in the guy. 
But if I'm them, I'm going to start early and learn from these other teams like the Hawks. L.A. got lucky. You know, they they kind of retooled on the fly. Their young guys kind of stepped up. We didn't get that lucky. We tried to give Kane and Taves like a last run, which they deserved. You know, they deserved a team out there and try to go for one more cup. And it just it 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 was a bomb. You know, Flurry uh, Flurry yeah. was cool to get, and Tyler Johnson wasn't exactly the guy we thought he was going to be. And uh, who else did we sign? I, well, he's been hurt. Yeah, the poor kid's hurt almost every other freaking game, it feels like. But that might be a guy, you know, teams might be interested too, Tyler Johnson. He could be like, he's a, he he wins cups. He knows how to win and good locker room guy. And I, I know Tampa misses the hell out of him. Every time there's a Tyler Johnson, uh, like a, a goal highlight, there's always Tampa guys saying, oh, we love you, TJ, and stuff like that. We miss you. And it'd be cool for him to go back, but... Uh, Going back to Pittsburgh, yeah, I think if you're Pittsburgh, you you know you're not going to make the the playoffs. Start moving, guys, because that Carlson contract that is going to freaking kill you and put you back a couple years because that's been a well, bomb. You would think that you'd think that that um, that signing meant that they're they're looking to try to make the playoffs and go for another cup run. Well, that that that's kind of what I was just saying with the Hawks. I mean, you 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 want to. Too right by your 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 guys like uh, Crosby, Melk, and Latang. Like, hey, you guys deserve it. You you guys deserve to go for another cup run with the Penguins. We're gonna try to make it happen, and it it's just not working out. I think they they got troubles in net. They got troubles on D, and you know I think you got to start thinking about you know even bringing Sid in. <laughs> There's rumors Sid wants or uh, the Avalanche want to uh, unite uh, McKinnon and Crosby together, which would be awesome. But <laughs> oh I can't gosh. see Sid ever leaving that team. I don't think I he don't would think, leave. I think he's going to go down with the ship, and so be it. He's the dude's a kid's a legend, and uh, I respect I, 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 really I respect, respect the that. hell out of him if he would stay. But if he pulls a caner and says, "Hey," I, I got to get one more. I got to go for one more. And he goes to Colorado. Can you imagine that line? Oh, that team with Crosby and McKinnon. The Oh, man, that would just be nasty. But there, there's rumors yeah, floating well, around. Like, people are talking about it. I just, that <laughs> would be insane. I just can't see him leaving. Melkin, maybe try it. But I think he's another guy, like, he's going to want to stay, too. But I think he's, uh, I think that. Malikin, he doesn't really have a a leg to kind of stand on, man. He doesn't have much left. Yeah, I'm surprised they they threw a little money around to these guys. Latang is another one. I like the guy, but you know his numbers aren't that great. You know he's getting older. They're not, and his I, health is is if if hasn't already deteriorated. I mean, it's going to. I mean, and then these he was a power play guy last year, and then you got Carlson. It's kind of like you, you bumped the kid. You know what I mean? They both can't yeah. be on the ice at the same. Well, they could be, but you doing exactly, the same thing. <laughs> you're, you're paying. You're over. That's just a Dubis move, you know. I just don't. I don't know. He yeah. He won the Norris Trophy last year, but I'm sure he got it. He with the Sharks. They were terrible last year. They got right. he got a shit ton of ice time. I'm sure. And you know, yeah, the puck was going in for him, but you know, it's it's still weird. You you finish with a minus and you win the Norris. I right. just never understood that. But yeah, did you see what did you see what Torts said the other day? I did, and I love Torts, and usually I agree with a lot of what he says. Probably closer to ninety nine point nine percent of it. 
Yeah, I mean, he was mentioning that, um, you know, that players these days that they're it's the coaching is very different because you have to deal with. Um, you know, back in the day, you had guys who were trying to make the team. They're trying to earn their respect and earn their spot on the squad. And nowadays, you have kids that are coming up and, you know, they're kind of guaranteed a spot in a way. You know, they're, they're getting big money really, really early. Um, that that guys typically had to be in the league, you know, six to seven years before they were seeing that kind of that kind of that kind of dough. Do you think that? I, mean, I think that Torts is is right, but. Do you think that the NHL is enabling these younger stars more than they are their coaches? And it, meaning that these kids are starting this kind of um, like a not a, I want to say a movement, but you know things are changing where these kids have more power than than they ever had before. Definitely changing, and uh, I, I sent you a video the other day of. Uh, Zegris Fortnite dancing with one of his buddies before the game. Oh yeah, and I you, saw you that s- man. I saw you see uh, yeah, I saw a few weeks in ago. the back, like, oh my, oh, my god. god, if I acted like this, I would have gotten killed by Chris Pronger or Tamu Solani. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like But yeah, I think uh, Solani probably laughed but but uh, Pronger probably would have taken Pronger, too that that team would be like, Are you freaking kidding me? Like come on, kid. But yeah, man, it it it's definitely changing. Like Zegers is an example. That kid, he is a nice kid, good personality. But I I remember him. You know, he played his first three years. Finished had a good year last year. I think he sixty points. Uh, <laughs> you hear you hear reports of him not being happy. He wants like seven eight million dollars a year, and it's like. How'd you come up with that? And obviously the agents all, you know, they base it off all their players. And Jack Hughes got that money. Okay. Jack Hughes also, you know, he's scoring 40 goals and getting 100 points. He was the number one draft pick at the time, though, too. Yeah, but his first two years were brutal, dude. And and I remember you had COVID, and I did this podcast by myself, which I was probably shitting my pants with nerves, but I remember talking about that. (laughs) And I'm like, like, wow, how did you come up with that? And $8 million for eight years, Jack Hughes. And I'm just thinking to myself, damn, if that's going to set the bar for all these young guys. And... Yeah, that contract looks really good right now. I, I, I said it's a gamble, and it was a gamble for both parties, and it could have been very bad for the Devils if he was only putting in like, you know, twenty goals and twenty assists, but he took off, and that eight million dollars a year is nothing. Like in a couple of years, that's gonna be like holy shit, this guy's like playing for free compared to what these new guys are playing for. But Zegers, right. he's probably regretting it. He might be, but he got that term. It's guaranteed. NHL, you're guaranteed that money unless you're you're going to be bought out, which very unlikely yeah. Jack Hughes will be bought out. But um, going back to Zegers, uh, seven million he wanted for sixty points. Hmm. Okay. Crazy. Seven million in. 2010 was considered like elite. Remember the Hawks gave that to Brian yeah. Campbell or like eight million, yeah. whatever. It was like seven. That was that was year, considered okay. Or seven that's even. big bucks, and 
it's crazy how it's changed. But he, he and credit Verbeek, the GM of the Ducks, he's like, yeah, I'm not giving you $7 million. And he probably had to bring him back down he, to earth. He, and there was a wait out. You know, they were, they were, they were seeing who's going to bite first. And eventually Zegris got his, I think he signed a two year, was it a two year deal at four mil or whatever? Which is, I thought it was three or three or four at 3.5. Which is very fair. Up. I think that's a good, good contract where it's right where he needs to be. But he's not happy about it. I'm sure he didn't not happy he didn't get his way. And there's reports he's on the trade block now. But I, I'm with Torts on this. I think these guys they they get the wrong people in their ears, and you know they just they demand stuff so, like even this kid who just got traded to the Ducks from Philly. That what's his name? Uh, Guthier, oh, Guthier um, or something? Gauthier, yeah. You really are you're gonna you're just gonna say you want to trade and not give the team a reason? Like they picked they drafted you, yeah. dude. Like who do you think you are? You know, there's there's just guys that I don't I, I just like yeah, Eric Lindros pulled that too, but it, it's just it's goofy, but I th- to be fair with Lindros, Lindros even told a guy he's not gonna play for him, but he drafted him anyway. So you kind of got to blame the GM on that one, but it's I'm with Torts. Even he got a haul. Yeah, he's he's in the hall, and he he. Well, I mean, he got a haul oh, back. Oh God, yeah, I thought you meant Hall of Fame, but yeah, he did. They got Peter Forsberg, you know, another future Hall of Famer. But going back even to the the coaching now, like if you sometimes I feel like if you are hard on these guys. They're like, oh, and they'll, they'll throw a hissy fit with the media and stuff like that. Remember Torts a couple of seasons ago, he benched uh, Patrick Laine. It was a big oh, deal. Yeah. Like, why would you bench this guy? I benched him because he's not he's not playing the way we play. And I'm the coach. And it was a big deal. Same with the guy they traded him for. Uh, Pierre Mark, who's the... Pierre Mark Dubois, Dubois is also having in, uh... tons of issues with L.A. Tons of issues right yeah. now. Drew Doughty. Everywhere Drew he's Doughty gone. called him out on the bullshit. Uh, yeah, really? Drew, recently. I yeah, he called that. him out going for stats and, and worrying about your numbers instead of what's right for the team. He, he called him out publicly in the while he was in the locker room. So, wow. I mean, that's another guy. He got into a fight with Torts, and he, he complained and whined about it, and he wanted a trade. It's like... Oh my goodness, dude! Who do you think you are? You're not Wayne Gretzky. You're not playing Gretzky. Like you're not putting fifty in. You're barely hitting thirty. And you know, I don't think he's no, doing that. I, I, but but I love Torts. I, I mean, look look what he's doing in Philly. That team should be right where the Blackhawks are right now. They should be neck and neck with us, competing for the first round lottery pick. But they're in a playoff spot. And he's going through problems now. He he lost a starting goalie with the whole uh, Team Canada scandal going oh, yeah. up. Uh, I I don't want to. I'm not going to speculate because there's nothing set in stone. But he lost his goalie, and he's still they're figuring it out. That that's how good of a coach he is. And Cam Atkinson came out, which I I'm a big Cam Atkinson fan, a very underrated player. He said he doesn't understand the hate Torts gets because this guy. He had, if you do right by torts, he has your back and he fights for you. And that's exactly he what does. you want in a coach. And for Cam Atkinson to say that, he's a great, he was great in Columbus. Dude, he was like the Rick Nash of that time. You know, Cam Atkinson, he was Mr. Blue Jacket. <laughs> and yeah. he coached, he coached him there and then he ended up going, <laughs> torts said, hey, 
get him over here. I love this guy. I want this guy in the room, you know? So I'm a big Torts fan. I think uh, the guy knows this stuff. And you could tell he was kind of being careful, too, how he worded it. Like, he didn't want to come across as, like, a straight asshole. Like, these these kids are assholes, you know? But he's like, the game is just kind of (laughs) dumb. That's what he said. Yeah. But I'm with him. I mean... (laughs) You got to just, there's so many different personalities and players now. And some guys like their feelings get so hurt and it's like, oh my God, dude. Like, can you imagine telling Mike (laughs) Keenan like, hey, you're being mean to me. That dude would tug your jersey like he did with Eddie Belfort back in the day. Like, shut up and sit down and learn. And Jeremy Roenick even said, that guy came up behind me, grabbed me, and he said, if you don't hit you will not play in the hot, in the NHL. You will not play for my team. And Ronick's like, that scared the shit out of me. The next shift, I went out there throwing my body around like a freaking six foot five, two hundred fifty pound guy, and I was like nothing. <laughs> so, I I think that the kids, uh, yeah, they're very spoiled and entitled. It seems like, and I think that's what his message was when he was saying that in the media. Ironically, I think Adam Graves told he beat the shit out of somebody he, he, he in the game. And then he told Keenan that he was next if that, he didn't that shut the hell up. That was the um, the Tony Amani podcast, and that's another Tony Amani got ran out of town by Keenan because he didn't. He yeah. he called him, "You're a rich prick from Boston, a travel spe- or a private oh, right. school bitch." He called him, and Amani's like, "Fuck yeah. you!" in his Boston voice. But but yeah. Adam Graves said the same thing. He was fighting the hell out of the guy, beating the hell out of him. He turns at Keenan. He goes, "You're <laughs> fucking next." That's what, so yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Like you got to be really careful. I think the best coaches out there are John Cooper. I love him, and yeah, I like Rod Brendamore, and I love Torch. Still, he's kind of like the last of its. Uh, you know, like the enforcers, you know, they're kind of dying. Oh, there's sure. really none. Hey, Torch is like the last of that old school mold, you know. And yeah, who knows how long it's going to take. I'm sure they'll get sick of it in Philly. It usually, you know, they get sick of, you know, he, the, four the four years. years of Torch being a hard ass and getting these guys in line. And then they find like a new, you know, like a new guy with different ideas and gets them over the hump, you know. So, which right. sucks for Torch, but he's really good at, you know, getting a team fixed. You know, like they got a problem. We got yeah. a locker room problem here. That's what he said, and it oh, seems yeah, like they fixed did. it pretty damn fast and it got rid of a lot of people. Definitely a Jack Adams uh, uh, nominee for me. Can't oh, for it? sure. So uh, Zegers, he got a three-year deal at five point seven five million per. So wait a minute. Wait um, a minute. Five point seven five a year. That's what he's getting. Five point seven. Yeah, I was, I was. Well, he should be freaking happy with that. <laughs> we, yeah. we well, we talked. We said that we would give him between three point five and five point five. So they they gave him five points. Yeah, three point five and four point five. I was I was like, that's what I'll give him. But uh, he's getting five point seven a year, which is almost six. That's very good for a sixty goals or a sixty point season. It's a bridge once. deal. Yeah. it's a show I, me. Deal. I think the bridge deal should be. Uh, it should be a thing. Like it should. Well, the thing is, is who is who is eligible? Not eligible. Who is the type of player that you give that to? Zegers obviously is one of those. I guys. think Jack Hughes should have got one too. But you know, the Devils they they gambled mm, at the time. They gambled. Yeah. they gambled and it paid off yeah. for both parties, in my opinion. 
yeah, if anything, because if he would have gotten, he got jacked. If he would have gotten that, yeah, he would have had what three years? So he would have had a three-year deal, and they'd end up paying him twelve million instead of. And eight. that's where his point production rate would be. I mean, you put up a hundred points, you're, yeah. you're 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 gonna get that. And if anything, Hughes is getting screwed. But I'm sure he's happy. He's the top dog there. He is guaranteed. But what is it? Eight times eight. That's a lot of money. It's a lot it of money, is. and it's guaranteed you're going to get it. And you know what? He's still young enough. He might cash in on another deal, <laughs> another good deal. You know, we were talking. We were talking about Pittsburgh before, man. I forgot to mention that Yager's oh, getting his yeah. uh, number retired. They were saying that there was a possibility that he might even play. He could. Did you see? It? He had the. He was out the morning skate this morning, and uh, yeah. he looked good. And you know what, man? It's it's crazy. Like when you like say you're at a game and you look down at a player, just by looking at him, you know who he is. You know sometimes like, oh, what guy is that? What you know? Like you're looking. Oh, he's yeah. just got that persona. Like he's got those big black skates, big legs, and the, yeah. the mullet. It's like that's Yager. Yeah. You don't even have to freaking wait for a number, someone to tell me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but there's guys like that, like Duncan yeah. Keith. You could see his hair flowing. Tony Amani was another yeah. one. Obviously Gretzky, the skinny yeah. guy wearing a, a helmet as thick as a uh, piece of tin foil, <laughs> sheet <Yeah>. of paper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Yager's yeah. he still got that man, and I, I'm I'm happy for him. I think he's the best European player to to ever play. He's just. Absolutely. And I just got a good memory of him just schooling the Hawks that year. They made the final. He beat Dirk Graham. He beat a Sutter. He beat Belfour. He beat, uh, I think, another good good Ronick. defenseman. But he just made the Hawks look stupid. And that was just a sick goal he scored. But he was great. I would have loved to see him stay with Pittsburgh, though. He jumped around a little bit. I think he went to the Rangers. Stay in the NHL, yeah, he man. went to the Rangers a couple you know, and then he ended up going pretty much everywhere. Calgary, Dallas, Boston. It's like, when does it yeah. stop? You know, I, I wish he could have been a Pittsburgh lifer. He, sh- he should have been a Pittsburgh lifer. And yeah, he probably would have. He should have been their captain for 50 years. <laughs> he probably would have passed Gretzky, if you think about it. He probably would have passed yeah. him in points. Probably. Yeah. But uh, he was good enough. I'm to. Not, I don't know about goals, maybe, but uh, I think Ovi is the closest now, and he's got to he's got to have two more good seasons, and I think Ovi will catch Gretzky. But going back to Yager, man, I think he would have been right there. He would have been right there if he yeah. didn't jump around at Czech or Russia, wherever he went. But that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, he went to the that's KHL. What he wanted to do. All right, everybody, that's all that we got for you today. Thanks for listening. Um, let us know what you want to hear about on the podcast. We've kind of jumped around all over the place, which we like to do with the NHL news because, um, you know, there's a lot going on right now. We're going to be getting to the playoff push. What are some predictions you got? And let us know on Twitter. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here. Mm-hmm.